All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here with the second part in our Blade series. Uh, I mentioned earlier, we've uh, got it, we've gotten started on our Halloween uh, Spooktober a little bit early. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty much we started in August because we were doing Swamp Thing. Yeah, we're calling Swamp Thing. And then the so we, we just kept it rolling is what we did because we have a couple ideas for what we're going to do after this as well. Um, I think because we're going to be doing more Blade this week and then we're going to be finishing Blade our Blade series next week with Blade 3, which yeah. will be interesting. Um, I mean, after this week, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and we'll be getting to read uh, Teeny Howard's Strike Force, which is a, a really cool book that we'll be able to uh, check out next week as well. Mm. And then after that, we're going to be getting into some more like mixed Halloween stuff. I want to do like a bunch of one-offs just so we can get to a bunch of different things. Um, I've been trying to think of different ideas for stuff we could uh, cover for Halloween-themed episodes or just like horror-themed episodes. Because especially there's some ones we could do later in the month that are kind of just like horror anthologies. Um, you know, like Tales from the Crypt mm. or Creep Show. Yep. Um, or there's some other ones that were recommended on Twitter as well, like um, like even just like one hour short movies, like you know that were based on sm- uh, short comic books. Because oh, a lot of horror, cool. yeah, because a lot of horror stories are like just one offs, like shorter stories. Yep. So they were adapted into that kind of thing. Okay. So I think you know at least for the Halloween episode, I think we could do something like that. No, I would really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, because like obscured, like one-off horror comics like that are always classic. Oh yeah, and then we could do like yeah for the Halloween one, just do, and a lot of those are shorter, so we could do like you know maybe three different ones, you know, in that episode and see what's going on. Yeah, do like an anthology for sure. Yeah, so so keep leaving recommendations on Twitter. I do have a tweet up that you can still reply to, or you can always message us again if we're on Twitter over at Agents of Podcast if you want to uh, reach out to us, um, because we do appreciate requests when they come in. Uh, you know, we we take requests over on Patreon as well. That's how you can get it guaranteed, but. Even even the ones that you leave just on Twitter, like we'll always think about. Like there's stuff we haven't heard of that oh, definitely. You know, we're looking for. So yep. uh, the story that we're going to be covering today is a uh, three-issue story on Blade by Don McGregor, uh, art by Brian Hagen with inks by Sandrew Flores, colors by Steve Olif, uh, letters by John Costanza, who I think did our... Last book? Yeah, I think he that did. That sounds the, familiar. I think it was Swamp Thing that he Oh, it was, was Swamp on. Thing. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Costanza. I was going to say this. Uh, I actually was going to bring up Swamp Thing because this first issue that we have is like kind of reminded me of like Vertigo kind of horror. And, oh, like, definitely. like aesthetic. Yep. Um, and it's like, even in like Louise, it's in New Orleans. So he's like literally in the swamp uh, yep. in the opening <laughs> of this comic. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that does kind of like, uh, I, I don't know if the lettering like comes off that way because of that reason, but I think that might be a part of it. Um, because when I first started reading this, I was like, oh, this kind of does remind me of like Swamp Thing, because it's Blade like in a boat out in the swamps, like hunting a vampire. Yep, um, for sure. This first issue, like I, I like the first issue of this a little bit better than the other ones. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I'll say it outright. This story that we covered today is not all that great. I mean, it doesn't even really get finished. Yeah, it doesn't help that it just builds up and as soon as it's about to get into like the meat it just ends i'm glad we got to cover one of these because you're just yeah. starting to read comic books and this is a very common experience so i'm glad you got to experience this like oh i'm three issues into a story surely it'll be concluded though they would never end a story prematurely yeah oh wait <laughs> wait you're telling me it's never gonna come out oh, yeah okay. no i've definitely been like blindfully spoiled on that where i've just been able to finish like really good comic stories and not have them like abruptly right, hand picking them yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> nope but this time you get to experience uh that that blue balls of wait 
Wait. I mean, not the worst first experience, at least. No, because by issue three, I think I would have dropped it even if I was like reading this live. Yeah, I, I was by issue three, I was out. I wasn't too invested. No, because <laughs> the first issue was like kind of promising because it's yeah. like Blade just doing like a vampire hunt, like and like the scenery is pretty cool. Yep. Because uh, like I mentioned, he's out in Louisiana, like in the swamps, like hunting this vampire, and the vampire's home is like this old like casino boat that's like washed up in the swamps. Yeah, like it's an awesome premise. Yeah, and like the art for it's like really good too, and like when he when he sneaks up to it and like the way the insides look with just like the mossed over like casino tables and shit mm-hmm. like i think that looks really cool and like and this came this came out the same year as the movie right except i'm pretty sure this was 98 which was the movie as well because i'm oh yeah i think you're right so mm-hmm. did they had to have like already been in talks before the movie got released like creative wise right yeah i mean i'm sure like like you know even when like movies come out today there's like a hype cycle you know they start announcing things about it beforehand so marvel probably had some kind of hand in like synergizing this with the movie it had it had to have been because I'm thinking like they had to have been like because this these was ice- several months later. It wasn't exactly concurrent. It was the same year. Yeah, well, even in like the opening of this comic, it shows like literally Deacon Frost, uh, you yeah. know, like posing as a doctor, biting his mom like when she was in childbirth. So like they had to have like talked about that idea while they were still making the movie and the comic like probably simultaneously yeah i don't know how that worked i'll have to look into that because yeah i was going to mention that the the origin is a little bit more familiar with what we saw in the movie in this i mean it's pretty much spot on he does mention you know his mom was pregnant with him and then she was bitten by a vampire deacon frost even the same one from the movie yep and um and that's what made him a daywalker. I mean, the rest it, of the movie isn't here. Which but. seems like a weird idea. Like, did he literally just walk up the night of her childbirth and be like, hello, I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me assist you. Be like, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know the whole story there. Maybe he was a doctor. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. All they really say is he was posing as a doctor, but like, yeah, I guess he was convincing. But yeah, this opening scene with this guy is pretty terrifying because he just like has this girl he met at a club that as they're like getting out of the car, she's just like, I don't remember like even saying yes to this. Like, how did we even get here? And he's just like, oh no, like you didn't say yes. You just came along willfully. And it's just like, oh God, yeah, he's this just is like, a, just setting a terrifying scene. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like vampire enthralling her into like the casino just to kill her. Yep. Um, so Blade like sneaks onto the boat to, uh, to try to rescue her. And like this, like I said, this first issue is kind of self-contained it's basically just him sneaking onto the boat to kill the vampire um also rescues her so this issue is like not bad mm-hmm. um and so his weapons like the costume that blade has here is kind of like almost a combination of like what he has in the movie and his original one yep um because he does have the jacket but it's more like you know like the black leather jacket that he has in the movie and he did but he does still have like the green glasses from his original costume i know they're basically just like green safety goggles yeah you wear in like a mechanic <laughs> it's shop. a look yeah it, it's kind of lame honestly um but i do like that he uses like a wooden katana that's kind of a cool touch yeah later on he even shows to a a different character that like he has like carved into it like crosses of like every religion like on Mm -hmm. earth and yeah it's like a cool little like design yeah i don't know how well a wooden katana would actually work but it's a cool concept for when you're fighting vampires you know you gotta stab them through the heart i mean i'd totally roll with it i love the concept oh yeah sure i'll buy it (laughs) I, I, there's there's more ridiculous things. I'll, I'll buy the rule of cool. Oh yeah, yeah. But so that like encounter, like the arts, like you know, pretty good. You know, you fight, you know, killing the vampire. You know, throwing uh, throwing him against the spikes like of the wreckage of the boat. You know, in, in yep. the swamp. So I think that's all pretty cool. But like when this issue ends, it sets up like the plot for the rest of the issue, which is where I start to have problems with. You know, like I, it starts to lose me because really, like not all that much happens from that point on. Like, it's kind of, like, a a lot, like, a lot of him talking, like, because this woman comes up to meet with him and, like, and offers him a job, like, for hunting vampires. Yeah, Dominique Lamont. 
Yeah, um, and she's offering him a job. You know, she, she thinks like there's like some vampire, you know, stalking um, this woman who uh, like they notice like her life is being drained, and they think it's this vampire who's come by, who we later find out is Morbius, like yep. from Spider Man, which is a pretty cool cameo. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a tie in that you'd probably expect. Yeah, if you're gonna have like a a vampire hunter story, might as well throw in like a cool vampire cameo. Sure, and like his you know initial dynamic is cool enough where it's like you know he um, and they explain it here like he's not like an actual vampire. He just like was trying to cure. A blood disease that he had and it yeah. ended up basically making him a vampire yeah like he basically biologically recreated whatever vampires are magically. but he's technically still alive he's, he's like a science vampire instead of a medical vampire yeah but he looks the same and has a lot of the same rules yep so, <laughs> so yeah that, that's the biggest problem with this book is like the plot moves at like the speed of smell yeah um because like it's like all like the second issue like i'm trying to like summarize it and like we pretty much already did it's just yep. like kind of re-explaining who morbius is to a little bit and them like kind of setting up just the plot of a whole story that's gonna never happen <laughs> the book was canceled yep um and like the third issue is even a little strange because like this woman who he's just met who he's like going off and adventuring like sure like maybe they'll have like a, a, lo- a love plot like i can buy that like made like that can i can roll with this yeah. if this book were to continue yep like this third issue though is just like him stalking the, uh this uh woman who they think is going to be attacked by a vampire yeah and it's just like him in the woods like trying to focus on like hunting vampires but he just like can't stop being horny <laughs> <laughs> literally he's just thinking about her constantly like every like there's so like there's a lot of this book is like pretty wordy and that's kind of just how don mcgregor writes like it's not the worst thing like yes yeah, some of the narration but here it's like it's like all he talks about is how horny Blake is. Like, I get it. It's fine. He's horny. That's that's great. But it, I, you keep telling me. Like, we get how hard he is. Like, just, let's just move on. It's like my thoughts keep stirring. I'm like, oh, my God. Focus, Blade. Focus. <laughs> right? Like, You're, we are on a mission. You are a professional. <laughs> you have business cards. <laughs> Oh yeah, you told me that you had like uh, you were afraid that this was going to end up being like the character from the movie, like his mom. Yeah, and I hope you're not right because yeah. So as as like the last like ten pages of this uh, issue, they start to build into like the big baddie who's like Ulysses something. I don't even know. Yeah, doesn't matter. The head vampire. Yeah, never became anything. So he like reveals like to one of his uh, minions like, oh, like we already have uh, like our secret mole in that is tricked Blade, and we think he's falling in love with her, and like it's the perfect trap. And it's just like, oh, don't tell me this is gonna end up being like his vampire mom. Yeah, it's gonna be some uh, some second like incestuous weird thing to happen. Yeah, because that happened in the first movie where they twisted that, and his mom was a vampire, which is fine. That's a great twist. Yeah, but then all of a sudden she starts getting like kissy and rubby with blade and yeah. it's like stop please as soon stop. as as soon as they start rubbing lips it's over <laughs> yeah no i'm out of it then no yeah um, it's just it just seemed weird and so I, I, I don't know for sure what that's what planned. they were doing here i mean oh, I, no that's just a random theory but that's purely my speculation but i'm, I'm hoping I'm, for the best i'm praying that you're wrong <laughs> so so we don't need to blame don mcgregor for that because that's just we don't know that that's what he was planning to do but <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna put that on him <laughs> But God, why did the movie have to curse that whole plot line? <laughs> yeah, I really wish I would have like kept forgetting about that. Yeah, because it was it's such a good twist. If yeah, you just don't do that part. <laughs> like literally, just that ten just seconds, that one scene. <laughs> Damn it. Uh. But like the twist of this plot too is that Morbius isn't actually draining this woman. She's actually like addicted to drugs. Yep. And like the vampires are still kind of responsible. They've like you know been basically pushing her to that point mm-hmm. where like she keeps staying addicted. And but Morbius is actually like trying to stop her, but he keeps getting pinned because he's an ugly vampire. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's kind of why she looks like she's like being drained of life because she is. The vampires are just doing it in like a different way. Yep. But then yeah, like we said, nothing really much comes of that plot. Like I, I like the, I like the idea of uh, Morbius kind of like. 
like he kind of reflects on his own bloodlust as like an addiction, which I think is kind of a cool take for vampires. Yeah. Because that's kind of like in, uh, for those who have played The Witcher, kind of like the Rebus in like The Witcher game. Regis. Or what do they call him? You said, you're thinking of Doom Patrol. Oh, Doom Patrol. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> <No>, Regis. <laughs> Both awesome. Um, but yeah, because he in that game he kind of like has like a bloodlust which he, can, he compares to like an addiction that he's yep. gotten over. So like I think that's kind of a cool take for vampires. Yeah, it's a cool parallel. Yeah, because like in his in his like we said he's kind of like a science vampire, so he, his works differently than like the rest of the vampires in the Marvel universe. Yep. Yeah, because the whole Ulysses idea is that he's going to trick Blade into thinking Morbius is, like, the bad vampire, and he's he thinks that by Blade killing Morbius, he'll be so, like, stricken by guilt that he killed, like, quote-unquote, a living thing that he'll just, like... Yeah, they're, like, like trying to trick him into suicide. Well, they're trying yeah. to trick him into, like, turning himself in for killing a, like, a quote-unquote living thing. Well, I mean, they do say, like, you know... Well, hope... that'd be best-case scenario. Yeah, they they kind of act like that's their plan. Like, yeah. he'll be so sad he'll kill himself. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's a bold assumption. It's a weird plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where this book ends. Like, it's literally like a cliffhanger where it's like, we'll blame Morbius and he'll never know to be continued. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. And, uh, yeah, and that it doesn't. It never happened. So... Um, unfortunately, yeah, that story's not very good. I would not recommend it. Um, <laughs> like the art's like not. I mean, the art does get worse as it, it goes. It does. On. Yeah, like the first issue is pretty good. The rest, it's gets the first lazier. issue in the swamp. Like I think literally as soon as they leave the swamp, that art just like drops off. Yeah, because they stop using like cool set. It just yeah. becomes like them talking in like an apartment or yep. like you know them at a cafe or, or them like know. sitting by a tree watching yeah. someone like in front of a house. Yes, yeah, so the first one <laughs> kind of set up you know like Blake going to cool locations and killing vampires. And yep. then we just like never got that again. We probably would have got more if the book went kept going, but that's the thing with comics is like if you don't nail those first couple issues, you've already lost them. Yep. So Which is funny because that's that was one of the biggest faults of the movie of the second movie too. Not enough blade just like fighting or doing stuff. It's yeah. just all random shit. No, and that's a good segue <laughs> because that's what we're gonna be getting to next. I mean, that's already the end of the book. So yep. um yeah, we're gonna be getting to Blade Two, uh, which is the sequel, of course, to the movie we just watched. Um if you didn't listen to our last episode, we liked Blade. I mean, that was a good movie. We oh, yeah, liked it's it. still I mean, a classic. Aside from that one scene we talked about before that we will never mention again. <laughs> I totally blacked that out. <laughs> yeah, no. If that scene never happened, great movie. A plus. So I'm trying to think is back in the day, like all the the bulk of the times I watch that movie, it was on TV. Oh, you're right. So, so that, that might have been cut out. out. Yeah, you're right. Because I Dang. there are definitely a lot of scenes in the movie. I a lot of like the gore and like uh fight scenes that I that I do not remember vividly that had to have been cut out. Yeah. So yeah, that that must have just been like never there. Yeah, you know, sometimes those TV editors they cut out some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes it works out. Yeah, some things do need to be cut out sometimes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but for the most part, that movie was very good. So when, oh, yeah. when we went into this one, I was like, okay, like this this came out like pretty soon after. Most people like seem to remember it fondly. Yeah, and then immediately I remembered and saw that Guillermo del Toro did this one. Yeah, so which I, I totally forgot, and that even kind of got me excited. We've yeah. done Guillermo del Toro. We've done two of his movies. We yep. did Hellboy and Hellboy Two, and we loved both of those movies, especially yep. Hellboy Two. Oh yeah. Um. So when we got to this one, I like we were like thirty minutes in, and I was like, this is like not. Very good. <laughs> yeah, like it's very noticeable immediately that the fight, whoever did the fight coordinating and like just the like the stunts is just very had a very big drop off. Yeah, it seems like maybe the they were getting ahead of themselves with like where CGI was, where they like, oh, yeah. they were kind of trying to cut back on how many like practical effects and practical stunts they had to do by doing CGI. Because there's so many fight scenes where like Blade is very clearly CGI twisting in the air, or, like <laughs> yeah. doing crazy shit that does not look right. There's a particular scene where he gets like uppercut, like 
kicked under the chin and he goes like flying 100 feet in the air and they do a zoom in shot of a cgi blade of like the <laughs> ripple of like his like face getting kicked and it is the worst looking thing i've ever seen yeah and so like and like bad visual effects i'll get over like that's oh fun. yeah that's one thing and yeah. like it, it could be better but fine but like the rest of like the movie itself like you said blade is not really in it a mm-hmm. lot at all and it's kind of upsetting it's like the first 20 minutes and then we're introduced to the rat pack of vampires there's a big biggest problem with this movie yep is, with, yeah it, go ahead they literally took ron perlman and made him a totally irredeemable bad guy like i know like, I most, like why do i hate ron perlman in this movie yeah, why like, did they make me do that he's the badass big guy's like oh i'm gonna stand up the blade and fuck with him and then i'll kill him in the end and then he just immediately just gets made blade blades bitch presumably but that's like usually characters like that have some redeeming factor it's like oh he's a piece of shit but he at least cares for his estranged kid well but that's like, the thing is if we're gonna nothing well that's the problem with that is like they could be redeemed like irredeemable asshole sure if yeah. they wanted to just be like have a cameo in the movie and maybe just get their yeah. asses kicked or get thrown out there <laughs> or have some small role yeah but the amount of time we spend with these characters oh, is unreasonable for how unlikable they are yep because we're following them the whole movie and they're fighting like we haven't even talked about it the plot of this movie is oh, basically yeah. there's more evil vampires they've been the trying world. the the elite vampires have been trying to make daywalker like spawns of their own yeah and one of them went rogue and like escaped and is like super powerful and killing real vampires yeah so so blade like teams up with the vampires to help kill the mega vampires yep. which already i'm like why mm, yeah would he do that no. i don't know if i'm buying that why not try to see if like they're less malicious than the actual vampires that have been fr- around forever right like, why immediately sign with like your natural born enemy yeah because the vampires like tell him that like well once they're once they kill us they'll start killing humans but like we don't see that that's going to happen. I mean, it, it seems likely. But I think, yeah, because I think at that point, no humans have died. Right. But they're not doing it right away. So if I'm Blade, I'm like, hey, let them stab each other a little bit. Yeah, let's see know. how this plays out. Or even <laughs> go hunt those things, but don't team up with the vampires who you think might stab you in the back. And yep. they definitely do stab you in the back. And yep. you said they were going to stab you in the back, but you did it anyway. Yeah, because there's a good like 30, 40 minutes of this movie that's an, it's another vampire club like kind of stakeout fight scene. Obviously not as good as the opening club vampire scene no. in the first one but and it, it literally is about 30 minutes of just these vampire like assholes like walking around either getting killed or trying to fuck with blade and you probably see blade for about four minutes of it yeah and it's just it just is the most wasted time of like the movie yeah that we were in the middle pointless. of it i was like where is blade like, what is he doing <laughs> i don't understand where he is in the scene yeah like i just didn't get where the direction because we was have to all. follow each member of the suicide squad you know as they keep doing their own thing fighting the mega vampire vampires i'm like i don't care if they die like, yeah like, i was rooting for the bad vampires yeah. or the quote-unquote bad vampires yeah uh, it, it's it's upsetting and then we have um chris christopherson is back yeah they retconned uh, him yeah. which i didn't care about but he no, doesn't really fine. do anything either no he, he just kind of he like stands outside and he's like i was sniping you didn't see me i was helping <laughs> like the literally the most important thing he does is uh the the bad um the mutant vampire guy like pulls him aside and gives him a message to tell blade and that's about it. Yeah, and then Blade like <laughs> never really gets revenge like on those vampires for that. That was not satisfying. No, not yeah. not really. Um, but yeah, so like the biggest problem with this movie is like we talked about like those those like 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 German biker gang like gets more time than yep. than Blade does, and like Wesley Snipes is still pretty good in this movie. Oh yeah, like all the scenes he's actually in are like pretty great. Yeah, all like, the Blade scenes are great, and I mean some of the fight scenes look kind of bad. Yeah, no, but. that doesn't get better, but. <laughs> 
Um, but like the first movie was like really personal. Like it, like, you know, it was like about blade and like, like it involved like a lot of personal relationships with him. Like he, there was a lot of stakes in that movie. Yeah. Like no pun intended, but there, <laughs> there were a lot of stakes. Yeah. Like they tried to ship, uh, the one like girl vampire who ended up being like the daughter of like the elder vampire and the, the bad, the first bad mutant ended up being like a clone or a yeah, I actually like him. I actually liked her and the other like elite vampire like they actually had the one good fight scene in the movie which was like uh when they still had like their ninja suits on and they were going, oh like, yeah double katana against true them. true like that was like the one cool scene definitely yeah. but then like yeah the rest of the movie they don't do much um, yeah and then yeah they, they try to do a whole shit between him her and blade and it just like it never really make like means anything or matters no it's just yeah it's just kind of missed yeah, the whole movie i'm like why is blade still working with these people like they're awful they're all awful <laughs> yeah like his only possible motivation would be like oh i want to prove to her that like i I like do care about vampires a little bit, and it's like wh- why? <laughs> yeah, no, like I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> just I don't know. It's it, a weird take. It's yeah. a it's a big stretch. Um. So yeah, because like the first movie had you know like him like you know he he was upset that you know they killed his mom and he was going after him for that and then he found out they had his mom and then it was like oh shit now, yeah. Like, you know, now the stakes have been raised. And then they killed like, Whistler. We thought we killed Whistler. Yeah, so there was, like, a lot of, like, really personal stuff for Blade, which, like, got him involved. But this movie was just, like, we have, like, Thanos is invading. Like, we, <laughs> we got to team up. Not even. It's basically, like, hey, we had, like, a virus get out, and it's, like, spreading, We and we need help containing it. Yeah, so it's, it's like, the most boring team up ever. And, like, what is Ron Perlman's hair? Oh my god! <laughs> it's literally a mustache that spreads into like a goatee around his ears, around the back of his head. It's just yeah. a big line. Oh god, it's disgusting. I just thinking about it. Yeah. So I mean, I, I was disappointed because I was expecting you know better things from this movie because I, I I don't remember it really at all. And coming off of Blade, I was feeling pretty hyped for it. So yeah. It, yeah, because I, I remember Blade Trinity being campily bad. Okay, like, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. Honestly, I'll take campily bad over over this, where like it's just following characters who I hate and like I just want them to die. But the movie keeps trying to show me how cool they are, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, no, they're Dude, not. Yeah, I still don't care. No, yeah. So I'll we'll see. Maybe I'll like Blade Three. I've liked worse movies. I mean, I'd, I'm just, we came out I of Fantastic Four it. Silver Surfer with me being like, I like this movie. Very true. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It could be an experience, though. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I might be ruining those words next week. but Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, so check back in next week. We will be recording. Um, it's going to be episode three is going to be, like we said, Strike Force. Um, I don't know how much of Strike Force we're going to end up getting to. We'll see. We're going to be at least doing the first trade, but maybe we'll just read everything that's on Marvel Unlimited. Okay. Because um, that's not much more. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm not really sure where that blow where that book look <laughs> i'm not really sure where that book um stopped going i don't know if that one is one of the ones that got canceled with covid oh, okay. because like we we haven't covered like a lot of like ongoing books um mm. i think well we've done a couple we did like um venom and immortal hulk yeah um this this will be us dipping back into like doing like a modern book oh god and we did doomsday clock yeah we're, we're gonna yeah. forget that oh god. yeah we can kind of forget about that like we were kind of <laughs> negative about a comic book today um like not even that negative but we didn't like it yeah, yeah. um well we've never been as negative about a comic book as we were about doomsday Clock. <laughs> that might be the worst comic book i've ever read in my life like i think that question came up on twitter one time it was like what's the worst comic you've ever read and i had to think about it for a while i was like holy shit it uh, yeah it was doomsday clock it might be doomsday clock <laughs> Just to randomly shit on Jeff had, Johns at the end of our podcast. <laughs> I'd have to think about it, but it's definitely in the top Goody. two. He deserves it. <laughs> 
Oh, it's just some things to drop here at the end. Uh, it, it is a shorter episode because we only had three uh, three issues yeah. to cover. Um, but just and not a, couple... a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, not a lot of things to praise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just to drop some things at the end again, if you do listen to our podcast, I would highly recommend that if you have a Twitter, you go follow us over at Agents of Podcast. That's where you can find the uh, the you know schedule that we have upcoming when we're reading things. Um, as well as I do always read, you know, comics on Marvel Unlimited every Monday, um, and, and you know, post my thoughts on that when those comes out when those come out. So if you are a reader on Marvel Unlimited like we are, then that's a good, you know, if you want to read along with us on those. Oh yeah, um, because that's where we read a lot of the books that we have is either on Marvel Unlimited or DC Universe, like those digital subscriptions. I, I can I can always highly recommend those. Oh yeah, highly um, worth it if you want to catch up because then you can see our schedule ahead of time and read that ahead of time and it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, because I wouldn't recommend paying money for the stuff we read because it's not always going be good because like if someone was like i hunted down these three issues by don mcgregor they were super hard to find they were they were like 80 dollars each let's dig in like i don't want anyone to do that yeah i'd be very sorry so yeah i highly recommend the digital or hoopla hoopla is even better then yeah you're, you know then you're using your library dollars at work yep um support your local library everybody oh yeah definitely um Yes, we're over at Agents of Podcast over on Twitter. Oh, and last thing, we will follow you back as well. I I reserve the right to unfollow you. I've had to do that for a few people, unfortunately, (laughs) Uh, because they were posting some questionable things. Uh, Yeah, I mean, not everyone's going to be a good person. No, yeah, sometimes you meet some really bad people on Twitter. (laughs) It's not the best site. Yeah, Um, but yeah, we'll follow you back just because we do want to make this kind of like a book club where you can read along with us and comment on the books. And We've gotten some insightful messages on Twitter about stuff we've covered before that we can bring up later. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we do appreciate that. And then if yeah, so if you are reading ahead, I'll also uh, tell you that because next week we are doing Blade. Like I said, we're doing uh, Strike, Strike Force. Force by Teeny Howard and um, and Ger- German Peralta. And then we're also doing after that, we're going to start doing our horror books. Um, so we, we've talked about a few of them that we're going to do. Some of them are still up in the air, but one, a couple that we know for sure we're doing. Uh, week one, we're going to be doing an episode on Alien. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's not a, it wasn't originally a comic book, but it actually has had a lot of comic books that have spawned out of that franchise. Yep. So I feel like once you've made a name for yourself it, it, like it, that much, then I think it's totally fair game for like a podcast like this. It's like in the Power Rangers area. Oh, definitely. Where it's like it's become its own thing. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Uh, so the book we're going to be doing on uh, two weeks from now is going to be dead orbit um it's an alien comic it's it's like a one-off story like a horror story that like it kind of reminds me of the first alien movie where it's like very isolated you know you're, you're yep. being hunted by a, one monster yeah um so it, it's it's a really really good story with no. uh, a really good art that yeah because i remember even before i got that into comics i remember hearing about that yep so yeah, we're going to be reading Dead Orbit and then watching the first Alien movie. Um, that's what we're going to be doing in two weeks. And then I don't know exactly what the schedule is going to be after that, but we're going to be doing an episode on Constantine. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're going to we're going to do Hellblazer. I think. Um, I was thinking about maybe doing his first appearance in Swamp Thing, but I think I'll save that for when we actually go back to Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of good Hellblazer books, so I think we're going to start, you know, maybe do a story from that and then watch the yeah, Constantine I'd... movie. Yeah. Because yeah. the Constantine movie, I don't remember that at all either. I've never. I've seen like bits and pieces of it, but I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah, I don't think it ties into the DC universe that much. Like Batman doesn't show up or anything. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't imagine. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of like its own take on Constantine. So we'll have to see what that is. But it's got Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I mean, I have a little I'll, faith in it. I'll take that. Oh yeah. Uh, and then we, what were some other ideas that we had? But the Halloween one we talked about. Yeah. Um, oh, someone on the Discord. Um, again, if you want to join our Discord server, you can uh, sign up on Patreon just at the $1 level. That's all it takes to get on that Discord. Um, but someone on the Discord recommended that we do, there's a comic um, called Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash, which is 
and then um, oh really which is kind of based on freddy versus jason oh really so that wouldn't be a bad one either because it's kind of like tying in the evil dead to that that trio that would be pretty sweet actually yep and because i've never seen that movie jason versus freddy i can't imagine it's very good but <laughs> it's it it's bad but it's it has its elements that make it like fun to watch okay i mean that would fit the theme certainly like it's definitely a fun watch it's not anything to write home about but it, it's an overall good movie yeah so that's an idea we have as well but like like i said we're gonna be floating a bunch of things so if you do have other recommendations definitely leave that over on twitter um but without further ado next week uh, you can join us we're gonna be doing uh, strike force by teeny howard and we're gonna be watching blade three so we're gonna oh, see yeah. if that's any good get ready for some triple h pedigrees that's right <laughs>